Today, we're going to be talking about the Cloverfield Paradox and The Greatest Showman. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Yep. I am Joel, and I am here with Matt. I almost got this wrong. Okay. Matt, everything was awesome over the weekend. Hey. Hey, yeah. I know what that's from. And I'm I'm here with Joel... The Cunningham Paradox. The Cunningham Paradox. Yes. You get where mine was from? The Lego thing? Yeah, because yeah, you were at Legoland. Lego, Lego, yeah, I took yeah. the kiddos to Legoland. They actually enjoyed the beach more, I feel like. Really? Yeah, they just were, it was, it was freezing cold. It was like three hours of them running around, just the novelty of being at a beach, I think, yeah. was cool. And yeah, it was fun. I, they were like, yeah. Gotcha. I'm just running in the water. They <laughs> swimming. Yeah. I like the new uh, Venom trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't never been to Legoland. I've been to the beach, though. The beach uh, I went awesome. like four years ago. I was disappointed. By the beach? Legoland. <laughs> I like Land. Okay. Yeah. This time around, it was a little better. They have really sweet, like, miniature lands. They have, like, a whole Star Wars one. Oh, cool. There's one, like, section for each uh, film. It's oh, actually nice. pretty cool. The, I, I saw the Jakku one that they did just recently, and it's yeah. pretty sweet looking. I would be fearful that everywhere you would walk in the park, they would just be constantly on loop, that song. Everything is awesome. I feel like- I, I only heard it, like, one time. Like, one time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think gotcha. they're aware of that. They don't Self-conscious. Their, don't overplay that card. Yes. Yes. Probably it, when you're walking in- yeah, okay. it was overplayed, you know, before the end of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the podcast here, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad and excited to have you here. We took a little bit of a hiatus there just because Matt was taking a cool trip. and uh, I we, took a cool trip, got yeah. a family, full-time job. You know, yes. life is crazy. We're moving, sold a house, bought a house. Congrats. Ridiculous. It's awesome stuff. Uh, I am just still living where I'm at. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the same. <laughs> same my thing. I do want to move at some point. Maybe, who knows, but. I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at, too. So yeah. uh, today we're going to be talking about two films, like I mentioned. But before we get to that, Matt, why don't you give our listeners and our watchers on the vidcast a couple ways to get connected yes. to the podcast. You can all get connected with us a number of different ways. Number one hub you can kind of find all this stuff is realreviewmedia.com. And uh, you can connect with all of our social medias, our, our email. Uh, so that's Twitter, Instagram, social uh, media, along with Facebook, at Real Review Media. And then YouTube.com slash The Real Review. You can see some trailer reactions. Um, I have a couple new ones posted from the Super Bowl up there. I got a couple more in the works as well. Um, and email us, questions, thoughts, things like that. And that's that. There it is. So we had two... Biggish movies kind of come out this week, and then you know five seventeen to Yuma or whatever. <laughs> five seventeen no, to I'm Yuma. Kidding. I'm just kidding. We had uh, Yuma Paris. Uh, yeah, duh, yeah. Man. We had to Paris the um, the Peter Rabbit movie, and then we also had the final of the uh, the Gray films. Uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, I can't think of them right still now. Still making mind, those. But, yes, thankfully those are done. Uh, neither of which we went to see, so we're going to be yes. taking a little bit of a step back and going into a bit of the films that we wanted to talk about that we haven't had a chance to. Yeah. Uh, the the first of which was a film that uh, you might have probably been a bit more excited about than I was. Yes. Uh, I'm talking about a film called The Cloverfield. Why don't we get into it? You ready? Yeah, Paradox. Okay. Cloverfield yeah. Paradox. So uh, we're talking about The Cloverfield Paradox. Uh, this movie, synopsis for it here, a group of scientific researchers on a space station attempt to harness excuse me, a new excuse. energy source called the God Particle, God Particle, only to unleash something terrifying. Uh, its director is Julius Onah. It stars David Oyelowo. 
I'm probably murdered. Oh, yellow O. Oh, yellow O. I don't know. Yeah. That's better. Gugu Mathamara. Gugu Mbathara. You're great at these. Jeez. Chris O'Dowd. I can get that one. Daniel Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl. ZZ Zian, who I haven't seen anything for a while, and Elizabeth Bebeki. Debeki. Debeki. So you should just do the names from now on. I just murder him. So that's okay. Uh, yeah. So the funny thing about this one was we we had I forget the reviewer who talked about it, but it was like the the shortest period of build up for wanting to hype and wanting to see a movie ever, as far as like being released and not being able to see it. That's the best thing about this movie. Yeah, I, I think in it, I feel like it shattered. Uh, it, it took what what could be. In a new direction, it's really the kind of the forefront and just the type of marketing, right? Because it was literally like, "Yeah, we got this movie coming out. It's going to be coming out. It's going to be kind of oh, it's going to be on Netflix." And then right during the Super Bowl, hey, boo! By the way, as soon as this is over, go check the movie out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a friend te- texting me. They're like, "Dude, it comes out like after the game." I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this has never been done before. This is a thing that people are looking forward to." You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, they could have really put a lot of time and effort into kind of getting the marketing. Yeah. Uh, together, especially after coming out off of Cloverfield Lane, yeah, uh, which a lot of people really liked. I really liked. That was um, I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah. So with this one, I will say in that little hour and a half period where I was kind of waiting to start watching the movie, it was a little bit longer than that because I had like people over and stuff. They had to get out, but um, get out. I, like in my mind, I was trying to approach this with the idea of it being probably not as awesome as Cloverfield Lane. There was just something in me that just said that this probably wasn't going to because they're really reaching for it. Um, but probably better than the first one. Uh, the first one, I really, uh, it was a cool concept in a way, but it was the characters and the way the plot progressed and everything like that. It just left me feeling really like, Wah, a bit. I loved the first one okay. and the second one. And I don't, well, and I don't get nauseous a lot in theaters, but that first one, man. Did it really? That one actually really did. Yeah, uh, I, I, s- I don't get nauseous that easily. I saw it in the theater with like seven other people. We kind of went on a whim. Yeah. And I was the only one that liked it when we left the theater. <laughs> really? I was like, that was awesome. Everybody yeah. was like, I hated that movie. It was kind of dumb. I was, I was like, oh. <laughs> And then I just kind of was quiet to myself because everybody was talking about how much they didn't like it. I was like, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But I we, we, we can talk about that one maybe another time. Why don't we get into uh, the Paradox film? Yeah. So what, what are your initial thoughts, good, bad, otherwise? Um, I see why Paramount sold it to Netflix. Um, they, I think this, this one in particular, they did it with 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I think they pulled it off more successfully with 10 Cloverfield Lane is... Ten Cloverfield Lane in this film were both different films, yep. not intended to be Cloverfield movies originally, but they were rewritten and reshot to accommodate that. Yeah. So I think this one uh, shines a big old spotlight on the problem with that format of making movies. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that that you know in that format they can find ways to potentially save money. <laughs> in doing that by buying something that's already been created and just tacking on the stuff, which is lazy. But um, if it, if it's done right, like 10 Cloverfield Lane, like I really enjoyed it. I thought that was really good. So what this shows me is that is that this is not a sustainable thing for the franchise because I th- just thought this movie was meh. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I was really intrigued at the very beginning, the first 30 minutes. I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And I was really into it. You have amazing actors. Like, all these people are really amazing. They're just not given enough to do. Right. Um, I, I really felt like they were directed oddly. Um, I, they kind of went with the staple of kind of who they are just by default as characters yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, Chris O'Dowd is a great example of that. He kind of plays this goofy, uh, lovable, fun guy. And... He was trying to be a 
serious version of that, but yeah. it kept leaking heavily into that more goofy kind of style with him. Yeah. Uh, it's totally weird like whenever that thing, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, we don't have to get into spoilers necessarily, but it was kind of like I, I left feeling at times with some of the characters, it was like, I don't know how to connect to you. Because you're you're kind yeah. of acting this way, but I can tell your personality is more like that. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. Gugu, I thought, was definitely the standout, but that's just because you get most of her story than anybody else. Yeah. And it's not necessarily... She's an amazing actress, and she's mm. great in, in everything that I've ever seen her in. Yeah. But um, I think just overall, it was kind of the... It didn't... The screenplay... Uh, the script they weren't given enough to do. It didn't delve into their backstories more. Daniel Bro, I mean, you have so many amazing people in this. Yeah, in this cast. Yep. And so it just didn't lend a hand to it. The story overall, I understood what they were trying to do. I liked the concept. I really liked the concept. I just don't feel like it was executed very well. Um, and I understand how it plays into the picture. I did some research. I understand how it plays into the greater picture of the Cloverfield universe. I mm-hmm. I, I fully get it. Um, but. You could definitely just kind of feel like everything was just tacked on all the Cloverfield stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it really made it seem like the story they were trying to tell with this was kind of how the monsters might have arrived. Or it's appeared, it, it's, you know? it's it's the one film that connects all the films, right? And I feel like I understand that I like that because what they did in in concept here is basically create a reason why this is happening, why it happened. And then why it's going to happen, and all this random stuff happens in the future. Right. Yeah, um, they I mean, we got to see the bunker from Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I thought was kind of odd that he took the little girl to that bunker. I mean, that's, didn't he take her to the bunker? I mean, that's what it looked that, like. That that was not that. Okay, that was not that bunker. Okay, it looked just like the bunker. No. Okay. It wasn't. Right. It was different. It wasn't the same one. Okay. It was just and that's part of the storytelling. That was all added. All the stuff on Earth was yeah. added after the fact. I thought that that's what that was tying into. I no. thought that that tied into the fact that he was in the bunker and then. Th- oh, it was it was a bunker. Okay. Yeah, not the bunker. Because you know there there's a part of the other. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, because we have to get into spoilers <laughs> if, if if we go there. Yeah. Um, I liked some the visuals. I thought were kind of cool. I was really into the visuals. Uh, I'll give it a positive on that. Um. But other than that, the story was just weak sauce. Um, I will say that Netflix was genius in buying this and releasing it the way that they did because I think that gained way more interest than they would have gotten if they would have done some theatrical release or like build up to it kind of a thing. I feel like people are like, what? Yeah. And people were like that. A Paramount, they would have lost money, I feel like, if they were to release it in theaters um, just because it's not good. The other ones had good money and they made... 600% of what they spent on marketing and production. Yeah. Um, but this, this just, it wasn't, it wasn't as good. And um, yeah. just, it, you felt it. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot to say other than this. I felt like meh at the end. Was, what about positives? Um, Image, I thought the visuals looked really good to me. Yeah. Um, some of it was really interesting. There's a, there's one scene in particular uh, with, with a lady in the movie that I was like, there was kind of a like a kind of gross out terrifying thing. I was like, oh, that's gnarly. What is happening right now? I was <laughs> yeah. when I saw that, I was like, ugh. Yeah. But um outside of that, um about after thirty to forty five minutes, I was kinda like, eh, what's happening? And then yeah. it was just I agree. I yeah. there visually there was a lot of good moments. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of strength to it. Um there was definitely squeamish moments where you're kinda like going, ooh, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I liked that. I mean, there's like a a bit of a horror element to a lot of space sci-fi mm-hmm. that I can kind of understand and, yeah. and kind of be okay with. It went a bit far a lot of times for me. Um, 
the worms are a good worms. example. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> that was nasty. It just felt yep. it felt like, and then I'm left asking, and that 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 was kind of the biggest negative to me. I mean, so positives I should stick with. Um, <laughs> uh, acting I thought as well was really good. Overall production design, I mean, everything looked fitting, and the spaceship looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, the station. Like, yeah, it looked yeah, sweet. yeah. I thought the design of it and the the way that it worked was really awesome. Um, that's kind of I mean almost it. Yeah, for positives. I agree. Uh, story-wise, it just there were so many things that they set up, and they were like, "This is going to be something that's cool or important, or we're going to explain," and they never did. Right, and it ended up really kind of upsetting me after a while because I was like, "Well, why? Why does that guy have? I mean, I get it in principle because of the situation, but like, why does that guy have worms? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and like, where did where did the why were the worms even there? And like, what what? There's just so many elements to the story, like they never really went in depth with and they really yeah. explained certain things. And it just kind of ended up being a sense of like, well, because we need this to happen so we can do this and go there. I mean, yeah. the, the, the spinny drive thing, the little gyro yeah, yeah, sphere, yeah. the way that it kind of just disappeared and then reappeared. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, when did that happen? Like, yeah. was he, like, was that just happening for a long time and he didn't feel it? You know, that was yeah, 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 so yeah. random. A lot of elements like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of random stuff. And I felt like as well, I understand why they did it, but the whole, you know, what's happening on Earth did not very well at all tie into what was happening on the space station. You know, they tried to at the very end kind of bring those two worlds together in a way that was like important and critical. Right. To the plot, but it, it never felt like it needed. It really felt like it actually almost would have been better served if they had just left it on the space station. Yeah. Like I understand why they wanted to kind of tell the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um at least for the main character, but you can do that, but then just stick it on the spaceship. And then that that's part of the, in a sense, that's part of what people like about these sci-fi space movies is that they feel, you feel that isolation mm-hmm. and that sense of dread of being stuck in this claustrophobic environment with whatever the crazy things and not being able to, to get away with the crazy things and you can't get, stop them from happening. Yeah. I, I never felt that, yeah. you know? I felt like we're constantly kind of making this about that bigger picture mm-hmm. of, you know, everything that's happening with Cloverfield and the monsters. And that just wasn't important to me. It's like, I want to just keep it here. Um, yeah. So yeah, overall it felt like a cheapened version of like Event Horizon. Or, you know, like, or like uh, Doom or something. What was that space movie? A Life. Life. Yeah. yeah that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, Same sort of deal. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing that this one did differently was that it added in that idea of what it means when you kind of cross dimensions, right? And sort of being what happens when well, you're that, like I think in that's two dimensions. The at ultimate once and, like explain away thing, basically right. anything that happens weird from this point on in the Cloverfield universe, yeah, is explained by this movie, yeah, because anything can happen, right? That's basically the gist of it, because of the paradox. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, so they already know. Um, they're already working on other stuff. I'm a little sad at the fact that I'm pretty sure Netflix has the rights to it now. So whenever they release a new Cloverfield movie, we're not going to, I'm bummed by the fact we're not going to get another theatrical experience. Cause I, that's what I loved about the first two. Yeah. I did really enjoy that. Um, but at the same time, I want them to let this, that let spotlight us telling you about earlier, how it, it's a negative light on this, kind of filmmaking you know tacking stuff on after the fact i want mm-hmm. them to make just a legit like ground up cloverfield yeah. movie yeah i was telling a friend i think the next step would be you release a movie called like um you know like the 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 rumored next one's supposed to be like take place in world war Two or something like that so hmm. i think i think what would be cool is if like you used to release this like crazy world war Two trailer and it's called like you know d-day or something like that 
and you go to it and then at the end the title card comes up d-day and then like something cloverfield and you're like wait what <laughs> like, yeah 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 like that'd be yeah. like the next step i yeah. saw this thing too another friend sent me where like the next movie jj abrams swings by your house and throws a dvd in your window of the next cloverfield movie <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of funny but um overall i give this a 70 this comes kind of like meh. yeah i'd probably give it a little bit lower i i really i really had a hard time after a certain point separating what felt like just the shock and awe tactic from mm-hmm. what I was trying to get from the movie, which I didn't, I didn't leave the movie really feeling like I got anything beyond just a little bit of like kind of where maybe these creatures sort of came from in the Cloverfield movie. You know, I right. don't feel like I needed to get the stories. I don't feel like I needed to to go on this journey with any of the characters. And I don't know. So, um, yeah, I'd probably give it closer to like a sixty-seven, okay, sixty-eight. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, I think my uh, emotional tie and fandom to the previous Cloverfield movies is what's kind of wanting me it to yeah it's tough in that way it's tough though I, I wish I could give a better grade but seven yeah years it was later. like you know first Cloverfield like blurt down here I'm gonna do it for the camera and then it was like next Cloverfield was like whoa great job guys you did a lot with the little and then this one I was like really Dude, what do you yeah. <laughs> but I do give them I will say as well like you said I give them a lot of credit for their uh, desire to do things a bit differently with the release yeah. And trying to change very things clever. Up. Everybody was like freaking out. All the people I yeah. know, I was like, "What?" You know, it's kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. So next film, then we'll move on. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. We don't talk about this very often during the middle of the podcast, but yes. definitely send us an email if you had thoughts on that movie. Yeah, tell me. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. That. So uh, the next film we're going to be talking about is The Greatest Showman. This is the greatest show. <laughs> Inspired by the imagination of P.T. Barnum, The Greatest Showman is an original musical that celebrates the birth of. Sh- show business and tells a vi- of a visionary who rose from nothing to create a spectacle that became a world sensation directed by Michael Gracie stars huge Jackman <laughs> or <laughs> Hugh Jackman yeah. huge Jackman huge Jackman uh, Zach Efron <laughs> Michelle Williams Rebecca Ferguson I'm not going to go through all these people yeah, Zendaya uh, Zendaya Paul Sparks yeah. Zendaya and uh, that that's kind of like the, the biggins yeah. I would say uh, Tina Benko is also there as, yeah. as Miss Winthrop um, so I'll start with this one. Yeah, go for it. If you want. Um, this one, I'm very conflicted on this movie. I was conflicted as well. I, I would say going into it, the trailer did all the wrong things for me. I'm not, I, by default, I'm kind of ambivalent towards most musicals. Mm-hmm. I see a musical, there's people out there that hate them, that just see a trailer and they're just like, oh my gosh, I hate yeah. musicals. Singing, <laughs> what doesn't even make sense? And there's other people like, oh my gosh, that's a musical, I love them. And a lot of those people are people that love being in musicals right, and right, doing right. them. Um, and I was in musicals like when I was in yeah. college. I used to sing and dance, believe it or not. And uh, But at this point, I'm still ambivalent. I can look at a musical and kind of go, yeah, and separate elements from different things. But I understand that they have a different tone and style than from your standard everyday kind of film. They're usually these like one, they have like one driving idea that's like this big grandiose idea. And then all the, like that's the theme. And then all the music and the acting and the production design, everything kind of in a way goes towards treating that idea mm-hmm. as something special um, or or talking about that theme. Yeah. With this movie, it really felt like with the trailer, the theme was going to be about this, we are different, we stand proud, you know, despite what the world holds against us, despite, you know, the facial hair that we have as women, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. not to be rude, but like, <laughs> that's kind of what it gave to me. And that is like the least connectable 
Like, was, that's a small part. Very, well, very small right. part. Right. Well, and that's the plot that I see a lot of times in like kids' movies. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're awesome for who you are, like stand up for what you believe in. Like mm-hmm. that's like the plot of a kid's movie. And so it came across as being very young yeah. and very simple. And so I was not I didn't have high expectations for mm-hmm. it. Um I know Hugh Jackman is a great actor, especially for stage. He does a, a lot of musicals. Too. Right. Yeah. So I went into this thinking kind of pretty lowly of it, thinking that it's gonna be a little bit like bleh, you know, simple, boring. And was actually surprised um, by a couple things. One of the big things that I really liked about this movie was the music. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, as far as pop music is concerned, really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Really and I will stand by that. Now, I mean, this, you could hear most of these songs on like an album. You know what I mean? I felt yeah. like you could really. There's a lot just, of good ones too. Right. Like I was like, uh, I was listening to them later. I was like, I'm yeah. going to listen to that song again. I was kind of like, you know, yeah. bopping my head along with it yeah. and really enjoying those elements of it. The other thing was is the story in and of itself is much more about P.T. Barnum. And it's about that sense of can our can our appetite exceed our grasp or are we going to, like the hubris of man, are we going to push ourselves so far that we kind of end up burning ourselves or hurting those that are around us? Um, how, far, how much is too much kind of a thing? And I liked that. Yeah. But there was a lot of other elements at play in the script. Yep. And that's where it starts to tiptoe into negative territory. But I want to hear your yep. thoughts before I go. Positives. Uh, the music, I thought, was... That's the biggest thing for me. That was really good. And the, it's really Hugh Jackman. That's what this movie is about. It's his movie. Yeah. And he's a star. He's a star in everything he does. He gives. He's always giving 158%. He's always, like, full, like, Wolverine crazy, like, into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and really, really great in this movie, Hugh Jackman. So... Um, positives. I thought everything looked good. The music was stellar. If you're into pop music, if you're into like more traditional uh, theatrical stuff, it's not really yeah. in vain. It's not classical musical music. Right. So, but really good. But I guess some of the people that wrote for La La Land did the music for this Oh, really? Movie. Yeah. Okay. So, that makes that's sense. interesting. Um, but the, the music kind of also, this is where I get conflicted a little bit. Um, I will say I thought things looked really well. For the most part, everybody acted really well. But again, Hugh Jackman's a star, the music. Um, for me, mm-hmm. diving into like, this is where I start feeling conflicted, which I didn't like. Um, first, the music didn't fit the time period. Not at all. Yeah. Which is what <laughs> kept throwing me out. I was like, okay, you guys are doing this like, I feel like you should be doing some sort of like traditional, like old school like music. Yeah. And it's like this like, beats and guitars and like yeah. like crazy stuff that I was like I was like oh, this is more modern and doesn't fit right. it clashed in my mind I was like I'm, I want to like this more than what's happening right now but it's it's confusing to my mind I'm having a hard time grasping it um the other side that I really wish it would have been there's too many side things it, this movie I think would have been better served as a movie focusing more I I know you brought up the part that is like him you know how much is too much and that whole that all that stuff and mm-hmm. Um, especially with the stuff with Rebecca Ferguson and all that. Yeah. I wanted the movie, the, the main conflict to be more about the struggle from getting from nothing to where he ended up. Right. And because which... that's that's a more <laughs> traditional storytelling right. element to it. But that, it seemed too easy. Like it was just like, I'm struggling and then everything's fine the next right. day, you know? Like, it was like bad things, bad things, bad things. Have a conversation with my kids. Everything is awesome. Right, like right. everything is perfect. Yeah. Exactly. And so that was a problem. It, it, it focused way too much of conflict on the relational stuff between him and his wife, which it, that stuff is okay. But in the context of having it in a bigger, um, you know, the struggle from getting from nothing to where you are. Right. Um, the stuff with Rebecca Ferguson, 
I didn't, I was like, what is this? You know? And then also with uh, Zac Efron's character in Zendaya, I was like, this is so, you don't know the characters. So why do I care if they fall in love? You know? Right. I don't know. No, was, I agree with, yeah. with you. I agree with you. I think if they had spent more time really just making the story about one element, if they just spent it making about P.T. Mm-hmm. Barnum's story, it would have been a bit more interesting yeah. to me. But it it definitely felt like he achieved success and notoriety way too early in the film. I mean, it was and, and almost he, the beginning yeah. of the second act. He had already become wealthy and successful enough, just not in his own eyes. And in an opposition. Any opposition that came up was fixed within like the next five minutes. Right. <laughs> and I think if they'd spent more time developing that aspect of the story instead of going into, you know, Zach Efron's story and the other characters and kind of their whole, you know, oh, we, you know, the world doesn't love us for yeah. who we are and stuff, which is important. And it sounds horrible when they say it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if they'd spent more time focusing on Hugh Jackman's story, then huge, huge, huge Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> they spent more time talking about P.T. Barnum. I'm going to just say that, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. his story, then it would have been much more relatable and connectable because as it was, they kind of built up to this break yeah. with his character that ended up being very deserved by the plot because I had spent so much time in other elements at that point that it felt like on a scale of one to 10, as far as intensity of a break, mm-hmm. it felt like maybe a four yeah. where it should have been closer to like an eight or a nine. Yeah. But at that point, he had almost been out of the story. Yeah. I mean, he, we'd been telling the story of like, you know, Zend- Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya and Zac Efron's character. I mean, their whole romantic thing. We've been telling all the story of Michelle Williams. And we've been going into all these subplots and all these sub characters that finally when that break happens, you're kind of like, oh, well, that that's not great. That kind of stinks. Yeah. You know, and I saw it coming from, a, you see yeah. it coming from a mile away. Yeah, there's nothing know? surprising about it. Right. Um, yeah. Literally, literally, it, it just became because I know P.T. Barnum and the whole, you know, tent thing. Literally, after a certain point in the film, it just became, I said to myself in the back of my head, and this isn't a spoiler because I'm, I'm just telling you what I was thinking in my head, but um, I was thinking, so when is the place going to burn down so they can put it all in a tent? That was literally <laughs> what I was thinking the entire, the entire after about the first quarter of the film. Because right. okay. I was like, well, they have to get into a tent. Yep. And obviously he's kind of doing other things right now. So that, yeah. So that was like, and so, yeah, there was very little of that, but the music was good enough to me. And I agree as well. It completely discordant yep. from the time period. Yep. I mean, I felt like it was like a modern pop song yeah. being put within a completely different era yeah. and time period, but it was really good. That's <laughs> it the thing. It was really good. You know, so it's I like, have the album. <laughs> there you go. So if you like the music, then you're able to kind of, in a way, just forget about that, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still there. It's still obvious thing, but you're like, yeah, but the music's really good, so I don't really mind as much. Um, Zac Efron's really good at musicals. He is. He's yeah. really good at musicals. I, and I always forget that he, like, started there. Yeah. And then, and then I see this, I was like, oh, he's, like, natural. Yeah. Like, when he does, like, all the, you know, choreography, dancing, singing, and all that stuff, and... Yeah, I'm glad they didn't have Paul Sparks sing. I don't feel like he would have done a very good job. I'm not a great. I, he is so hit or miss for me. A lot more miss than hit. Yeah. Um. He was great in Boardwalk Empires, but other than that, I've kind of just been like, you know, he's in House of Cards as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, overall, I, I and I did grow in my respect. I think a little bit for Zendaya. Yeah. I felt like she, she as of this point, I, everybody talks about her like she's amazing, but I just haven't really seen a lot enough of her. And I felt like she did a good job in this. I felt like she was relatable and connect. They, I could kind of connect with where she was coming yeah. from in a lot of it. So uh, overall, what's your sense of this film? What are you going to give um, it rating? Unless there's anything else you want to mention? I'm going to give it a 73. 73? Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to give it about the same. Okay. I was going to go for like a 72. Okay. So I'm going to stick with that just because cool. 
I mean, difference. Difference. You, this is me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> That's one of the songs, just cool. in case you didn't know. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast then. Yeah. Uh, as we sign off, love to give you some ways to get connected. Again, just as a reminder, uh, we get the website, realreviewmedia.com. We've also got our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash realreviewmedia. We'd also love to connect with you on Twitter or Instagram, which are both at realreviewmedia. Additionally, as I mentioned, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Greatest Showman as well. If you yep. had some uh, good experiences, some bad experiences, maybe you were bopping your head along, uh, let us know what you thought of the movies. Drop us an email. Drop us a line. Realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Do it. So there you go. Anything else, Matt, for us no, on the podcast it, today? That's it. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>